Chapter 40 The Lie in Life A lie is not easy to recognize. That's the reason the delusion misguides you. But once a soul touches genuine clarity, there will be no words needed to understand what's true. The truth is that creation is within all of us, and it takes two to make one whole. Each of us come from a father and mother, and from their union we are given a vehicle to carry a piece of our ancestor's soul. I wonder if you can find God in a cat. Can you see God's mystery living in a tree? There is a way to realize perfect union with the divine, and it begins by searching for God in all that you see. Look into any creature's eyes. There is a secret within the soul. Each of us was given a thread of life to navigate this world, but remember that the spirit of creation is beyond our individual control. God's spirit is woven through each living being. This energy stretches into all living things. And even plants carry creation's wisdom, since the gift of life is God's greatest offering. The light of Christ exists within each of us. The kingdom of God is behind your very own eyes. And once you realize that God is our entire world, then you'll remember how God is everything in disguise. Looking over my shoulder, that red robin smiled beside me, and although it looked mighty scrumptious, there was only love for my fellow creatures, and so I let the bird be at ease. We were united as one community, and so I climbed the great tree to sit beside the monkey and the owl where I listened to their conversation. They're coming, said the monkey. Who? asked the owl. Any minute now, said the monkey. Who? asked the owl again. The owl turned its head 180 degrees, but after coming up blank, the owl flew from the branch to look out over the forest. Heck of a day, I told the monkey. Never would have expected this in a million years. And how long you been alive now? The monkey smiled with a twinkle in his eye, but didn't answer while we waited over the doorway to the temple. Did Rama tell you it would happen like this? I asked the monkey. It's just getting started. Wait until you see it bloom, said the monkey. See what bloom? The seed of our soul. Just wait until the people blossom. Then everything changes, said the monkey. The owl fluttered back onto the tree branch and spoke. You're right. They're almost here. A final procession of animals lingered in front of the outskirts of the forest when a ladybug landed on Francis's thumb as the man continued his blessing. You are safe, you are protected, for in God's kingdom not a single ladybug is ever rejected. Francis raised his arms in prayer while light poured out from his heart and head. This translucent energy radiated into every creature here, and so we named it love. All this mysterious energy was centered around Francis when I realized that only humans have the power to unite all beings on our earth. Oh my lord, said a woman's voice. Looking down under my paws, a tan woman emerged under the great tree and entered into the temple's doorway. I blinked in shock. Manuka? Then right beside her, a black man followed in her footsteps. Otto? There they were right underneath me, 
and that's when I knew this universe was more spectacular than anyone could ever fathom. My long-lost friends had come, and I recognized them, because I remembered when we ran from the Order long ago. They were with me when I started on this journey, and so I leapt from the tree and began to rub my whiskers all over their legs, just like the panther had done to me. It was so beautiful, and it was all okay, because here my old friends had come to find me on this most spectacular day. We come in peace, said Otto. How did you find this place? asked Francis. We escaped a terrible maze. It was a pyramid shaped much like this ancient stone, but we were trapped until a man set us free, said Otto. Once I was lost, and now we are found. You are safe with the creatures and I, as this gathering is most profound, said Francis. And what are you doing here? asked Manuka. And so Francis spoke. We are building a temple. We are answering our mother's call. We are protecting the sacred planet for creatures large and small. Then we have come to help, said Manuka. The animals waited along the steps while a halo of light glowed around Francis's head. Where do we start? asked Otto. We start with the lie in life. Long ago, the lie spread, and now it is time to reveal the truth. It is time we remind all creatures of God's great work, said Francis. God's work? Why, yes, it was so brilliant that anyone could surely see it if only they paused to notice it. But how come so many humans never cared to look? It was so calm and still in this magnificent moment when Francis embraced Otto with a hug and welcomed them up the temple steps. Now I can't quite describe how it happened next, but I can tell you what I heard. As I sat beside Manuka and Otto, I heard a melody run through my mind as if a song was stuck in my head. First I heard the beat before it grew louder. No one else seemed to notice it, and when I peered up at Hanuman, the monkey winked at me. Did you hear that? I hear everything, said the monkey. I turned in a circle to locate the beat, but not a single other creature seemed to be aware of it. This tune was full of energy, and it was pulling at the crown of my head, but I couldn't place where it was coming from. Now Otto, Manuka, and Francis were talking on their own, but the beat continued on, and it's coming from within my mind. What is this? I asked the monkey. A calling, and I suggest you follow it. Dashing off into the woods, I chased the sound while it grew and grew. But where was I going? I hadn't a clue. And all that mattered was how I followed the tune of my intuition. And there it led me up a rocky hillside where I found a dark cave. Creeping upon the stones leading in, I felt the presence of a mysterious force waiting up ahead. My eyes sifted through the darkness, but no one else was here. The beat pounded in my brain when I witnessed the impossible take shape, and there the spirit of my ancestor appeared, as if it had been waiting for me. I watched this holy spirit begin to peek. Somehow it called me here. It happens more often than you'd think. I heard its voice speak. In fact, it has happened many times before, whispered her voice. How to describe it? It was impossible like a dream. Yet the longer I looked at it, the more real it seemed. Yes, this spirit was lingering, 
It was hovering before my eyes. Yet the essence had no body to reside in, but I was certain this being had not died. Who are you? I spoke. And where are you? I wondered. I am with you, and I am within your spirit, she said. But who? I am your guardian, and I have been watching over you all along. Life after life, I have waited for you to find me. And after all this time, you have finally heard the calling of my song, she said. A flash of clarity shot through my mind when my third eye opened. This was no different than when I held the panther's black fur, for I could see through the layers of this reality, and there I saw this angel's divine form. She had taken the form of a small cat. A tiny dilute tortoiseshell was seated on the far side of this cavern. She had white paws, much like mittens, with an ashy gray and orange coat, and between her eyes was the marking of an orange flame. A Mowgli's cat! I remember you! But she wasn't just a cat. It was a miracle beyond the norm, because I could see the eternal spirit beyond the veil of her feline form. But how in the world? She appeared as a simple little cat. My mouth dropped open when I flipped over and stretched out upon my back. Reaching my paws toward her, I exposed my most vulnerable spot and showed her my heart. If not for this Empress of the Eternal Flame, then I would have never realized that the entire universe is a work of art. My love, it brings me so much peace to hear that you remember, said Amokli's cat. But I don't believe this, I told her. How could you? It's impossible to know the power of God's holy flame said the cat with the orange stripe between her eyes. Now have they given you a name? Me. No, the other black cat. She giggled. <laughs> well, my father is called forgiveness, but I can't remember if I was given one. I paused. You are the way of God's light, and from now on we will call you Wax, since you are the courageous one who followed in the footsteps of the great panther's tracks. Through the journey of rebirth, you found a way to make your own mind tame. It is you who are worthy to hold up the essence of our light, and like a candle, you will stand as a burning pillar for our holy flame, said the cat. My body was as low as I could get. Looking upside down at her, she stepped towards me as I lay on my back, reaching for her pure light. Her essence was right there. Pure radiance etched the outline of her face but there was no permanent form as I looked into the emptiness of her space. But I don't understand. How could anyone make sense of this occurrence to another? Your... I paused. I am free. My spirit is no longer contained within a body, as there is no vehicle to hold my luminous soul. I am one with the spirit that flows through many, and I am the eternal spark that makes all beings whole, she said. Rolling over, I took a seat before her and didn't dare blink. What was it about this one that I recognized so well? What was it about this mysterious cat that made all my worries dispel? Then how could it happen like this? I will explain, said the cat with the flame between her eyes. It all started with one great woman named Gaia. She was a mother determined to give. So selfless and humble, 
She was the most generous soul to have ever lived. All the fruits of her labor were given up to be shared by all. She provided nourishment for every living thing on earth, for selfless service was the motive behind this mother's call. She looked after every blade of grass, giving birth to every plant and creature ever made. And for millions of years, there was peace upon her planet because not a single soul had a reason to be afraid. The mother of Earth, I asked. The cat nodded and continued. Each spring her crops would grow, and every winter the wildlife would rest. For all creatures everywhere obeyed the laws of her nature because she provided the nourishment from which all creatures were blessed. From shelter to food, within the oxygen of the trees, we had plenty of water to drink, and green grass stretched on for as far as the eye could see. Her soils were healthy and lush. There was plenty for everyone to eat, and she even gave aid to those within the depths of the ocean, since her love did not differentiate between whether we had wings, fins, or feet. Soon her creatures grew smart, and in time all of us began to evolve. But it wasn't until the humans dared to waste her gifts that mankind's morals began to dissolve. Greed overtook their senses, and this is precisely when the harmony began to shift. The people of Earth abused her bountiful offerings, and so they ravaged her land by hoarding her gifts. Mankind destroyed her sacred forests and polluted her perfect rivers. They created so much waste that they became distracted when they stopped praying to her. But great Gaia is beyond wise, and she continued to care for all the creatures of her land. She offered gifts for all beings, even if her fellow humans refused to support her plans. A few centuries passed, and the humans consumed more than any other species could ever need. They became drunk with debauchery, and soon they overindulged with their mead. War and famine became common, then the animals had to fight for their lives. The balance was thrown off, and now every creature did anything to survive. The people claimed her land as their own, for mankind is at the heart of all blame. The people were so selfish that they forgot about Gaia's sacrifices, and so their species expanded at a rate that the Great Mother of Earth could not sustain. The humans even allowed their people to die of starvation. The powerful masters stole from those who worked so hard to survive. Their lives turned into a game of privilege, rather than adoration for the miracle that keeps us alive. The population of people grew so ruthless and cruel that they murdered those who opposed their religious views. The humans lost sight of the sacredness of all life, and today the lie in life is spread throughout their broadcasts of their selfish news. Now the Great Mother was aware of this, but what was our beloved Gaia left to do? All she ever did was care for her creatures and continue to produce endless abundance for all beings like me and you. Her land became bruised and broken, yet she still continued to give everything she had. And through the thousands of years, she tried to provide for all while the rest of mankind slipped away and turned mad. Each season she continued to provide, and she even summoned a few brave men and women to stand for her cause. But in time the corrupt leaders killed these martyrs and overlooked her natural laws. 
again and again. Her acreage grew sick, while disasters emerged as she screamed to get anyone's attention. But the people refused to wake up and save her soil, so a pandemic arose as a final measure of prevention. You see, only mankind believes they are superior to the Mother of Earth, and so they built skyscrapers high into the sky. They became so proud of their trademarks and technologies, and yet the only truth was that all humans are born to die. Nothing was off limits to them. They even pushed their fellow man into bondage and turned them into slaves. The oligarchs did whatever it took to increase their profit, and those who became obsessed with wealth were praised as if their journey was truly brave. Abuse and ignorance became the norm. You wouldn't believe how they sexually molested their own youth. The church leaders even hid the evidence from the courts of laws, and they created deceptive systems that overlooked the truth. But again and again, Gaia refused to give up hope. There were those who stood to protect the Great Mother, and so the brave women of the earth gave birth to bold children who rose to protect all our sisters and brothers. Great intentions rose up to confront this injustice. Brave spirits came forth to fight for her honor. These children were waking up to reconnect with her land. But again and again, those courageous individuals were eventually conquered. And even after all hope appeared lost, the great mother of earth refuses to give up on her fellow man. For all she has ever done is give everything she has to produce more food for the creatures of her land. Now the time has come where my eternal flame will accomplish what it does best. I will either burn everything with death and destruction, or humankind can choose to honor Earth, or Gaia's dream will emerge and manifest. Look deep into your heart and listen, dear child, for the Great Mother knows no wrath. But I, on the other hand, I am willing to do whatever it takes to forge a new path. This is mankind's last warning. It is an opportunity for all those who have lost sight. And if anyone dares to stand against me, then I will burn everything you love and bring forth Earth's darkest night," said the spirit of the cat. I paused and stared at the flame between her eyes. Of course I wish to defend Gaia's dream. But what must we do so that the righteous can survive? And what good can one black cat offer when I alone cannot defeat their lies? There is a reason I have called you, for only a simple cat could fulfill such a great calling. I need you to locate a human so fierce and brave that all the corrupt and evil souls will detest his presence and find his power appalling, said the cat. But who? We need a devil, said the cat with the flame between her eyes. A what? A destroyer of evil. Only a devil can overcome the world's worst evil and set order upon her earth. But how do we destroy the evil? We need someone so dreadful and mighty that even the worst of all demons could not conquer such strength as terrible as his. The cat paused. Does one even exist? There is rumor of such a fool the only devil God ever made. And so it is him who is the unyielding force that would dare to stand against evil's sharpest blade," said the cat. Staring into her green eyes, there was no one I could think of who could defeat such a wicked army. 
What person could fulfill such a dreadful calling? And so the cat continued. Who do you know that is full of so much madness that even the most hateful souls would not dare to bear? I could not fathom any living creature so intense. Surely anything so wicked would be a criminal in itself. Who is so rude and destructive that every horror would beg for something other than this creature's misery and despair? Asked the cat. I do not know. What awful beast must exist to conquer the most horrific evils of all the land? And so the cat with the flame on her brow came as close as I'd ever seen her when she spoke into my eyes. At the very center of the earth, there is one boy who stands tall. Only a few brave souls have ever crossed his path, and even fewer know what he is called. Under the weight of all the oceans, there waits the soul of the innermost child. Only he can conquer the worst abominations upon our earth. We need the boy named Dionysus the Wild. Oh, 
Shivaya.